Legends, welcome to the Gym Boss Podcast. Today, I have a special guest. Before I get into him, last podcast, what kind of advertising marketing guy am I without pitching my stuff at the start? So if you listen to this and you're a gym owner and you're interested about what we do in terms of providing advertising and marketing uh, services for gyms to help them grow, get more clients, and to be able to grow your brand all at the same time, go to IWantGymLeads.com. That's IWantGymLeads.com. Go over there, go check it out. You can see what we're all about, see our client case studies. And if you like what you see, book in a time to speak with me directly and we can then take it from there. Uh, but now that's out of the way. I've got Ash Karuchi here all the way from Brisbane. When I say all the way, it's literally like 45 minutes from where I am. But he's in Brisbane here in Australia. Uh, and the business is Fitter You Performance Center. Typical clients there is that 45 to 60-year-olds you were saying before we jumped on. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, because of being in Brisbane, they're more like that corporate professional types or the people that are like coming to the end of their careers and they're starting to wind down the professional side. So they've got a bit more free time on their hands. But I wanted to bring Ash on today because we've known each other for ages. He's a gym owner. He's gone through the ups and downs of it like how everyone else has. And uh, we're going through this series where we're bringing on owners like yourself, mate, where I'd love to be able to just riff a little bit and share some stuff that uh, you wish you knew when you first started. Maybe some things that might not have gone so great, but now you've overcome it and where you are now. So, well, as long as intro, but Ash, thank you. Thanks for coming on, mate. Thanks for having me. So fill us in. (laughs) Fill us in, mate. Like, let's cut straight to it. You, Before we hit record, you were mentioning there was a time uh, in the start of you having a first gym where something didn't go right. You had to move out after six months. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, first off, if you're watching this on YouTube, the it's a virtual background. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually not at the gym today. I'm, at, I'm sort of at home doing uh, admin day. But um, yeah, I was uh, in a commercial gym for sort of just under three years before opening up um, the gym. So I was, sort of, I was, you know, really well established and things like that. Had a really good client base. And then, yeah, made the jump. That was sort of 20, middle 2017. And then uh, things were going pretty well and then pretty early into the journey, sort of six months, we had to vacate the building that we're in. We overlooked some, um, I guess, council zoning issue or council zoning that we didn't, you know, we weren't sort of completely across, um, you know, those you know, first first commercial lease sort of thing. So, yeah, that was a bit of our undoing um, initially. And, you, you know, you learn a lot in that process. Um, which certainly, you know, you carry that knowledge through, you know, not only for yourself, but, you know, anyone else that's ever, I guess, you know, they sort of have run, you know, run into a few complications. I've, I've had a few messages, people reach out and go, hey, you know, what did you do in this sort of circumstance? So, yeah, um, I sort of looked at, you know, initially it was a bit sort of um, sour about the situation, but then I sort of took it as a really good learning curve and, um, you know, it was sort of just built on that knowledge base and, and, and things like that. And you also, it gives you a chance to sort of do things a bit better. I think, you know, we sort of had an opportunity to sort of reopen and do things a little bit, you know, improve things again. So it sort of gave us nearly almost like a bit of a fresh, fresh start on a fresh start again, sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it was a bit of a challenging time, but in the end, it's actually, it actually worked out really, really well being in the location that we're in now. So I sort of looked at it as a, maybe a bit of a, I don't know, blessing in the skies <laughs> in the end. Um, so, yeah, it was, 
yeah, that's sort of, I guess, like that was, I guess, my biggest hurdle initially. Um, and then, you know, since then, we've sort of we've really hit the ground and it's just been, I guess, like a upward, you know, sort of um, climb. You know, you sort of have those in moments where it goes a little bit flat and things like that. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's been a really great, I guess, nearly we've been in that, in that space just a bit over three years coming up to sort of three and a half. So, yeah. Awesome, mate. So what happened at the start to miss something like that in the beginning like what because if people are listening to this going yeah cool i'm gonna go to a, open my first gym or i'm gonna move to a new location what was the big thing that you were like oh shit i should have checked that out yeah so i guess where we went into it was like a um there was a, a pt studio in there previously and it had been a there was a gyms and been been in there i guess years prior and things like that so you know you think that it's actually just you know all okay and you know we've got you take the word off the real estate agent and you know they don't think the landlords sort of really knew what could couldn't couldn't go in there and you know just don't do enough checking and things like that and um an actual factor in the right i guess zoning area for um you know indoor sport and rec or gyms and things like that so yeah that was i guess um what happened there and you know you can get all the development permits and things like that but when we sort of looked at it and you know kind of crunched the numbers it was actually going to work out better for us just to find a new spot that was in you know within that right zoning and and comply with those um i guess rules and things like that um yeah so if i'm just for somebody that doesn't know what they're doing just for example what do you ask the landlord so you don't get into this trouble what's the question you ask for well i think it's more you don't deal necessarily with the landlord uh directly straight away when you're obviously looking to lease Hmm. something you're obviously doing generally with a real estate agent unless it's you know private private sort of um uh, you know you're going privately sort of thing like it's i don't know how it's sort of come you know that how that you know a guest property has come available to you but generally it's through a real estate agent um, typically they've gotten a lot better. I know in Brisbane, they now put the zoning on the property, um, and things like that. And you, so you have to look for, I guess, something that's in like, you know, center, like either it's like neighborhood principal, um, district center. And there's another zoning, I think it's like community, something like that. Um, so they're sort of like, I guess the type of buildings allow for like indoor sport and rec activities. Um, so yeah, that's the first thing you got to look for. You can generally, you know, well, I learned this afterwards, you can get on, I guess, like the, the council website, and just look up the address and it tells you what it is. Um, and then you can look at the, I guess, the, the zoning codes or laws um, also on the same you know, sort of website. So you can find that out and find that information out pretty, pretty easily, but you also just got to do a bit of, you know, digging when you, you know, when you initially meet with that, you know, real estate agent and things like that as well. So you can get that sort of confirmation and things like that. So you're saying that on the actual listings, they put the zonings on there now, which is sometimes, which yeah, not all, not all the time, but um, they know they've gotten a lot. It's gotten a lot better in, in recent times. So that, you know, that helps, but you've also got to do, yeah, your own sort of due diligence as well. Got it. And so you mentioned something. Is there a natural website you can go to where you can like punch in the address and it'll tell you what the zoning is? Yeah, from my knowledge, um, I haven't had to do it for a while, obviously, but it's like PD online, I think, um, Brisbane City Council. And I think a lot of the councils actually have it. I know, I know Gold Coast also, I think, has a similar sort of setup, sort of search engine um so yeah they've actually made it quite quite easy to do it you just have to know that i guess to 
to do it. Yeah, well, the, add that to the checklist, guys. Like, has it got the square meters? Yes. Uh, is it going to you know fit all the squat racks that you want? Yes. Can I actually put my fucking business in here in the first place? Let's check the zoning <laughs> before yeah, we actually move exactly. in and sign a lease. Um, did you have to like pay a break lease fee or anything like that? Or did they, because of the zoning, they sort of. Yeah. Because of the zoning, we actually could, we actually were able to get out of the lease. Um, you know, it was actually a pretty, pretty easy. It was, a, it was actually a really easy process. I guess when we had to, you know, break lease early, cause I think we'd signed like a two year lease, um, to start with. And, you know, the landlords were actually really, really good. They even sort of let us. You know, they had like another building in front of that one. They said, oh, you can, you can just move all the equipment out of there and put it into that front building. We're not using it sort of thing until you find somewhere else, save you, you know, putting it all into storage. So we were really lucky, to be honest, that we had a, even though it was hard, it was also, there was a lot of things that made it a lot easier as well. So, yeah, um, we sort of probably came out of it. I've heard some more horror stories. Yeah. But we were sort of lucky, I guess, you know, that the exit out wasn't, wasn't that bad dude that is so lucky that they were actually somebody with a bit of just common decency to yeah you, there, it just it gives you hope that there is actually there is sort of those type of people you know oh, like i've heard some shockers especially property yeah i've heard some shockers especially obviously with the agency i speak to multiple gym owners every day and there's um one particular guy i know i won't say where or his name or anything because he doesn't want it public but man he had a terrible terrible time over uh the first very first lockdown that happened um in like march or whatever and he's was trying to get out of his lease because they were making him pay and yeah. continue to pay and it was like 30 grand a month or something crazy and so he ended up having to pay like uh 200k to break the lease and it nearly bankrupt him and they completely bankrupt him um, so uh, that that was purely because the landlord was just being a dick, <laughs> like straight up, wasn't giving him any rent relief, anything. So, um, man, that, you were very lucky, very lucky. Yeah, no, we yeah, hundred percent. We yeah, I realized that very early on. So, yeah, <laughs> so good. So that was ages ago. What's been happening in the gym now? Like, what fill us in a little bit because I mentioned uh, that you guys are you know those forty five plus sort of range yeah what's happening at the gym at the moment what's some cool new stuff that you've been doing yeah um i guess it probably was only really at the start of the year that we really i guess went in and went right this is the real demographic you know we've always known it was there but we've sort of just kept it too wide you know too broad and things like that we're like right we need to narrow it down so we can you know i guess like change things on the website make you know the images more applicable to that demographic change the wording things like that how you actually talk to that um audience and like all your content and um you know i guess the different businesses that you connect with like um I guess like partnerships, you know, like physios and things like that, you know, they've got a good awareness of who your clientele is because, you know, they often have that type of, you know, they have, they get, they'll get like, you know, an example, like a physio, they'll get their, their um, patient to a certain point and they're like, you know, now you just you know, go and do some really good weight training. And they're like, well, I don't really know of any gyms that I can just go and do that sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it sort of really helps to know where you need to go to, you know, I guess like the different avenues you need to go to from a marketing perspective and things like that. Um, so, yeah, we've found like since really doing that, it's I guess we've now shifted 
Um, a lot more to like, I guess, probably, I reckon 80, 85% of our clients are in that demographic, um, you know, which then it makes it a lot easier when you get more of those people come to the gym, they're seeing that they, you know, that's, that's a, you know, that's their sort of tribe, you know, they're in the right, they're in the right space, which obviously then it's going to have a, it's easier from a sale perspective, they're going to sign up because they're like, you know, they're in a, you know, they're in a safe space, essentially. Yeah. Well, it's, um, it's smart. It's niching down, right? That's what that is. It's niching down. Um, there's a couple of things that I want to talk about that because now we're starting to talk about marketing stuff and this is the shit I geek out on. But um, what is uh, what was the thing that made you go, oh, yeah, okay, let's change. Let's let's go all in on this demo. Um, I changed, like I, uh, I guess, like changed business coaches and things like that. And I was having a good chat. I remember even just on the initial call that I was doing. And um, the guy was saying to me, he's like, you know, you really, you know, he said, you, you're too broad. It's too broad what you've got. He's like, even 40 to 60 is too broad. And, um, you know, they sort of were like steering more towards 50 to 60, like trying. And then I was like, okay, we'll just open it up a little bit. Um, which, you know, you think oh, it's only five years sort of back the other way, but it actually makes a, makes a huge difference. Um, so, yeah, that was, I guess, a big turning point. And I was, and I was sort of, I could just, I could start, I was starting to see the light even before then. Like, I guess some, you, you, you realise like who you connect with more as in like from a, you know, client personality perspective and the clients that I guess I was sort of connecting with best were within that demographic and whether it's because, you know, my parents are sort of in that demographic or it's just, I think I've always grown up and worked with, um, you know, in the past growing up and worked with people who are, who are a lot older. So you sort of have that um, experience with knowing how to connect with the, you know, probably someone that's 20, 25 years, your senior. Um, so you know that you can, you can make that relationship, you know, build that relationship really easily. So we, you know, we just, I sort of looked and went, right, you know, we've just got to do this and, and make the call. And there's probably, I knew there was going to be a few months where it was going to be a bit like, you know, you sort of go, got to go down a bit before you can come back up. Um, but, you know, if you can push through that, you know, you're going to come out better on the other side. Yeah, that's awesome. Because a lot of people are scared to go, oh, I've got to pick a niche. You mean like I've got to pick people? Because uh, a lot of gym owners are like, Okay, I asked them the question, who's who's your main ideal clients? They're like, oh, well, we we have from age 18 all the way up to 80. I'm like, cool. So you can't do a marketing campaign that hits all of them because an 18-year-old and a 30 year, uh, 18 and a 25-year-old are completely different. And a 25 to like 32-year-old are completely different. And then 32 yeah. to 40 and so on. And like they're not the actual brackets that you would advertise to, but I'm just using that for example. Yeah, but um it is a very smart play. And also, um, in my professional opinion, from what I've seen through advertising and sales for gyms, is the 40-plus market or 45-plus market is a is like an open playing field for people that want to deliver a great service. You can really dominate because a lot of people, it's like the 80-20 thing from what I see, 80% of the gyms are trying to target 20% of the population. Yeah. Being yeah. most gyms want to get that 25-year-old Instagram person that's <laughs> going to be taking photos, hashtags, whatever, right? They're going to be doing it all, posting stories after every set. Like most people are trying to go for that person because fitness is a heavy Instagram culture from like the ways that gyms use their social media. 
And uh, for the gyms that I see that branch away from that, absolutely crush it. Yeah. Absolutely crush it from a marketing perspective, but also um, from a fulfillment perspective of like delivering the services. Those older types of clients, if you do them right and treat them right, will stay much longer. They won't yeah. hop from gym to gym to gym because yeah. they want something that's easy. That's because they've got a whole bunch of responsibilities going on in their life. They want something that's easy that they can literally just go, cool, this is my thing. This is my routine. This is my guy. He looks after me. People there are great. And if you continue to treat them right and deliver a great service, they'll stay with you forever. Yeah, 100%. I think another point is a lot of the time they actually don't like change. Yeah. <laughs> They'd rather just, I guess, you know, stick with what they're doing or, you know, find that one thing and, and stick to it for a long period of time. Um, so yeah, you, you're hundred percent right. It's, you know, and, and I found that like, you know, I've got clients that I think like our average client lifetime span is like just under two years, um, which just goes to show like, you know, once they sort of get in the door, they're, you know, they're like, oh, this is actually a really great service you know, and they're really enjoying, you know, not only the, you know, the, the community and the, and, the, and, you know, the people they're training with, but they, you know, they're always seeing results in some perspective, whether it's, you know, body composition or, you know, their strengths, um, you know, going up and they can see that, you know, actively through the, you know, the tracking that we do and, or they're seeing their fitness change or, um, you know, they notice that their technique is better and things like that, that, you know, that's going to keep them, you know, coming back for more. And, um, you know, I guess they, they want to, they buy into that education process as well. They, you know, they want to just keep learning and I guess like trying to uh, make their health and fitness you know, a lot easier rather than what, you know, necessarily like so much of a chore. Yeah. Uh, that's so true. Um, there's a lot of, if you're listening guys, there's a lot of nuggets in, in that, what he just said just there. Um, and I think uh, being that, older demographic as well it is less about the let's get shredded for summer and trying to do like a you know six-week challenge and then leave the gym straight after it's more about health and fitness and longevity having extra years on the planet having better mobility and just general enjoyment of day-to-day life sure if they drop a few kilos like that's awesome they love that but that's not their number one the number one is like, I want to feel better. I want to have more energy. You know, I want to not feel like an old man or an old woman. Like I want my joints to feel better. Yeah. And uh, when you have clients like that, that's like a lifestyle yeah, versus 100%. just that short-term thing, right? Do you find yeah. that as well? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, um, you know, we, we, do, we do challenges and things like that. We got one that just sort of started last week um and you know we sort of we sort of even changed the direction with that this year we we only do two main i guess challenges one at the start one at the end um purely from the i guess it i guess people don't get in that mindset of you know they're, they're living from challenge to challenge you know like i guess a time focus period is really good because it really allows you to you know um set some goals really you know really work towards them or you know try and re you know use that time period focus period to really re-establish some habits and things like that or you know establish better habits um and but it's not necessarily going from like okay go hard for you know we do 60 day challenges and then like you know you fall off the bandwagon and then go hard again sort of thing you're doing that yo-yo and you know i always say that to people I'm like okay it's really you know challenge is really great but you've got to 
you got to look at it from a sustainable standpoint. You know, you got to focus on not trying to lose one, two, three kilos per week. It's about like losing that, you know, point zero five percent of your body weight every week, and doing that consistently over a long period of time is going to have a much, um, you know, better long term. It's going to be a lot better long term than trying to do something short, sharp, and you know that's unsustainable. I have this old saying that um, to get a drastic result, you need to do something drastic but it's also going to have drastic repercussions. Oh, damn. <laughs> have you watched the, I don't need that drop of bombs noise. <laughs> Say that again. So to get, to get a drastic result, you need to be doing drastic actions, but you're also going to have drastic repercussions after it, or potentially mm. drastic repercussions. So that's not just fitness, you can yeah, apply it that to I guess, yeah, so many aspects, you know, it's the same as, I guess, you could have a massive growth in your gym, you have 30 members join in one month, but it's like, um, you've got to, yeah, you've got to have taken drastic action to get there, but then is there going to be drastic repercussions that you maybe potentially could not have served all those 30 new clients really well, and then all 30 of them leave after, you know, a month or two sort of thing. So then it becomes a bit, I guess like pointless in a way, yeah. not pointless, but not as effective as it could have been. So, um, you know, like, I guess we look at, you know, I used, and I used to have that mindset as well, you know, I need to grow more, need to grow more really quicker sort of thing. And then I sort of took a step back and remember listening to a couple of um, gym owners once and they said, you know, you should be aiming for, it's like a, I think it was like a five, five to 10% growth probably every month. And if you can get, if you hit that every single month for a whole year to, you know, it's a potentially up to a 120% growth in a year. And if you can keep your churn under, I think like 5%, they're like, you, you're killing it. Like you're, you're growing. So yeah. yeah so if I you've got net that, growth of 5% per month, you know, accounting for churn and everything, if yeah. you've got net 5% growth, then you're doing good. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Like you're doing all right. Like, um, and that's true. I think the older I get, because how old are you? I just turned 30. Oh, dirty 30. That's why you got the dirty mo as well. I like it. No, I had, I had that was a <laughs> bit of COVID lockdown growth. Oh, uh, well, I'm uh, I'm on the upper end of the 30 scale, getting closer to the 40. I'm almost, you know, getting into your bracket of ideal client. But uh, <laughs> not quite, not quite. Um, but the older I get, you, it's like the more that you do something, you have learning lessons of how many times you've messed something up and then you learn and that learning lesson from your stuff up is what they call wisdom apparently, right? So the, uh, the longer I'm in business and the longer and uh, the older I get, the perspective of thinking long-term with long making decisions based on the long-term versus the short-term are becoming more and more apparent to me of like why that's such a good thing. And uh, a lot of people think of like that drastic short-term, short-term focus. If you think short-term, you'll get short-term results and you'll have short-term drastic, like what did you say, repercussions. Like that is so on the money, mate. That is my snippet I'm taking from this. Like there's always one thing that I take where I'm like, damn, that was good. And that was it, man. I'm sure you, well, no pressure, but maybe you could drop another bomb halfway through. Um, (laughs) I'll try. But yeah, but... Apply that same sentiment to a business perspective, like what you said. If you can have, like we say this to our clients all the time as gym owners, as fitness professionals, 
hey, look, you're not going to drop 20 kilos this month, look, no matter how much what you do, unless you go get some lipo or something. Like, that's drastic, right? And then uh, we always preach, you know, consistency, daily repeated actions over time is going to get you the result. We need to then take our own advice as gym owners and fitness professionals to be like, shit, okay, well, let's apply that to our business. Let's not try and go from 100 members to 200 members in, you know, two months. Like that's going to break you, probably break your relationships, (laughs) break everything else around you. If you could then instead go, well, let's get 100 members net growth this year. Now you're onto something because that means you've doubled your business in 12 months. Speak to anybody in any other industry, in any other sector, whether it's professional services or wherever, right? If you tell anybody you can double your business in a year, that's insane. That's insane if you do that. You are a god, like insane in a good way. It's not. So we need to set realistic expectations about the long term, and that's play the long game. It's like the marathon, not the sprint analogy, right? Yeah, definitely. And I like for us... Um, I guess from like June to probably or like winter pretty much, we had a growth of I think it was about 13 or 14 new members, um, which is, you know, for winter is like one number is really good. But I think it was a consistent, like I haven't had, that was like, a, that was probably the most like, like I guess uh, consistent growth I had like from month to month for, you know, quite a, quite a long um, period of time. So um, yeah, and I was like, I was happy with that. I was like, I don't want it to be, you know, I guess when I sort of came into a bit more ease that I was like, I'm not stop trying to aim for this, you know, 20, 30 new members a month sort of thing. And I was like, you know, focus on, you know, getting a few really servicing them well, making sure that, you know, their startup is really good and get them on the right track and then, and then keep building on that, um, that, you know, it makes a, it's it sort of, it, yeah, I guess my mentality sort of changed towards the whole, um, you know, how many, you know, how much you should grow by each month sort of thing. Mm, I like it. And uh, you mentioned to go back to something where you're talking about the challenges with your clients and how you change your perspective on that. I think uh, there's a lot of people that would like to know, because you're right. There, there's a lot of truth into what some people think of saying, well, I don't want to advertise a 28 day challenge because I just don't want people just to stay for 28 days. And I agree with them, but I also will have to go on the opposite side of the table and say 28-day challenges do work as long as you know how to sell it and fill it and structure it properly. It's like doing a seven-day free pass. I used to think they were horrible. They are horrible if you use them wrong. If you use them right, they're a great way to get people in the door that might be not wanting to commit to a challenge. They just want to dip their toe in the water, see what you're all about. And then as long as you structure it properly, as you said, you can win. So what's your advice to people now that you've, what what have you done to get that long-term thinking process for your clients so they don't just come for that six-week, you know, hit out, a six-week challenge and then drop off? What are you doing to get people to stay? Like what's your strategies and what's your systems you have in place to ensure that they stick after the six-week challenge? Yeah, I guess um, the way, well, um, we might, we are, I guess like our intro, like a general sort of like intro offer is there's like there's two. We mainly use the first one, which is like three sessions for $59. Um, and they've got essentially like a week to use those sessions up. And it's close enough to, I guess, like what 
I guess they'll be paying for, you know, three sessions per week, depending on length of, I guess, like program and things like that. But, um, you know, you know that if they're going to, I guess, like put down a bit of money to do a trial that they're most, they're more likely, they're most likely going to, I guess, continue on. Um, or if they sort of, you like, you can sort of guess, you need, you sort of not too, like, I guess you got to make an assessment when they come in for initial consult. There's also another offer where they can do um, a month of, I guess, um, unlimited training for $197. And then like, that's a little bit, I guess, like from when you look at it from per week, it's a little bit less of what they would probably be paying, but they're sort of getting to uh, they tip. They can, I guess, like, again, tip, dip their toe in the water, try it out, but without that long, you know, that long-term commitment. Um, but yeah, I guess with the challenges, we find that uh, we have a lot more, I guess, like existing members do them more than we do. Like we don't get like a massive influx of new people every challenge. We'll get maybe like three or four new new people and maybe you get like maybe a, like maybe two or three like um, old like previous clients come back that maybe you're on like a, had like a 12-month or 18-month, um, you know, hiatus sort of thing and they're needing something to... I guess um, it's, I look at it as like, I guess the challenges, I look at them as a gateway where it's like a gateway to either getting them, you know, started or restarted, or it's the gateway to them reestablishing like habits, um, you know, good habits, gateway to, I guess, like really working towards that, you know, like a goal that they've been it's in the back of their mind or they've had it up on the goals board, which you can sort of see there in the right corner, but they haven't been able to quite get there. They just, you know, things have sort of gotten a bit in the way and they haven't really focused and it gives them that chance to really go, right, you know, let's, you know, set it or let's really look at it, really work backwards and go and go for it. Um, so, yeah, we find that, yeah, with the challenges, it's more of like a, it's like a gateway and it necessarily doesn't have that like, I guess the wording that we use and things like that, how the landing page is structured and things like that, it makes people get the idea that, okay, great. You know, we, you know, we, we want you to get a really great result in 60 days, you know, lose, you know, whatever, three, four, five kilos sort of thing. But, and also we're going to do it in a way that's going to be able to, you're going to be able to sustain, you know, probably 80, you know, 90% of that, you know, continuing on after it. So that I guess makes a big difference rather than saying, we're just going to, it's all about shred and, you know, get you yeah. as, as skinny as you can or as lean as you can sort of thing. It doesn't matter what sort of course of action you've got to take to get there. We'll just do whatever it takes. Yeah. <laughs> so that makes a big difference. And then it's sort of, I think it, it filters out, I guess, the people that you, you know, do and don't want. And it, I guess it almost takes care of itself a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. So you to go back circle back you actually use the challenges as more of an internal thing not an external thing that you advertise to get new members it's more about reactivating old members and then re-engaging current members to get them back on track yeah yeah most i'd say probably most of it yeah cool so and to go back to i think those two other intro offers that's more so the things that you advertise and put out to the marketplace to attract new members is it yeah, and like so, say when someone inquires and they've you know they've gone okay you know, I want to do the group training I'm like all right great you know some people look we we essentially sign them up on the day like they like in the initial consult you get the idea that they've they've like bought into the process after you've taken them through you know what we call as the auto closer um, they're like they've bought in they're like yep cool yeah, let's get started but then you can also you might have some of they're a little bit just a bit unsure 
and you get you sort of can get that you sort of can read them and go okay i think maybe we should start you off doing just a you know a paid trial and you know see if you can if it's going to work in or they're not sure if it's going to work with their schedule and things like that they just need to test it out and then from there generally they go okay cool yeah it works sort of thing but they just were probably still just a bit hesitant and they just needed that little bit of a um low i guess low risk um barrier offer to sort of get them get them just get them get, get to get them started i like it and yeah, there's two things i want to talk about one is the auto closer but i don't want to talk about that just yet when you're talking to them in the trial like talking to them about the trial like the, the three sessions for 59 or the unlimited one month this is all group training we're talking about right yeah, predominantly, yeah. Cool. So it's group training. But the, when you're talking about these trials, are you also telling them the prices of your memberships of long-term stuff? Yeah, typically, like, I, even in that, you know, that initial phone call we make, we'll say, like, you know, the group training investment ranges between this to this. We never give, like, I guess, one set specific price. Um, and they go, okay, you know, can you afford this? Yep, you know, cool. If they can't sort of thing, you, can, you might need to dig a little bit deeper. Um, and I guess when they sort of push for, I guess, wanting to know, you know specifically how much it is sort of thing, you, you know, we typically say it's very, it is, and it is, it's very hard to give one set price on the phone because it depends on once they get in the door, have a look, you know, really look at the schedule. Some people don't even look at the schedule on the website. They're just like, they're looking at it. They look at the other pages and they don't even get there. And then they're like, that's probably one of their first questions. And when you, I guess you got to have them actually look at that first and then, you know, have a bit more of a chat about, you know, what their goals are, what they're really wanting to do, you know, what are their commitments like outside of the gym that you can make them, I guess you can provide them with the best, I guess, like program that's going to be able to be sustainable. Um, and also, you know, within whatever their, you know, budget is sort of thing so yeah um i guess that's what we sort of you know being able to you know i guess yeah going back what was the question what was the question again talking about the you talk you so i'll go again i'll ask another question that to help <laughs> to help bring it back because uh there's another bit i want to ask to get a bit more clarity is a lot of the times when people uh from my perspective gym owners will feel like that they can only show people one thing so that's just used the three sessions for 59. They're like, cool. I'm only going to talk to them about that. That's it. Because that's what they've inquired about. Yep. Well, no, if you find out about their goals and their solutions, there's nothing that says you can't present to them your other solutions that you have, which might be a six month program or whatever it may be, because yep. that might be the thing that gets in the results. So my question is when someone signs up for that three session pass, are they signing up for two things at the same time? It's like, cool, your three-session pass is this, and then once that's done, you're going to hit your membership, which is this, and that kicks in on this date. Or do you have a separate conversation with them after the three sessions? Typically, we we have a separate conversation after the three sessions, but they've got a very good idea of what, it's going to happen, I guess, after the three sessions. So, you they've, you know, I've gone, okay, cool. So, after the three sessions, this is what you're going to be, you know, if it all goes well, this is what you're going to be looking at. This is going to be the best thing for you and your goals. Um, and, you know, we're going to be, I guess, signing up to that pretty much. So, they've, they've got a good understanding, I guess, what's going to be happening, which also helps, I guess, in their own head, they know they can prepare themselves as well. Um, so, yeah, they typically, it's a little bit of both. They're like, they're ready, they're sort of, they're know what they're getting they're sort of ready for it and then it's sort of a separate conversation at the end i like it because in my experience in sales in any industry is 
don't people don't want any surprises they want to know and they want to see the the future the clarity of what's ahead yeah. if it's uncertain and unclear then they won't make a decision but if you can map it out now then there's no like big oh my god membership is what how much and it's for this or whatever like you tell them on day one everything whether they're doing a seven-day part free pass or they're doing a 28-day challenge or 12-week challenge or whatever you still tell them what happens after that and how much it is so they know what to expect and there's no big surprises um so auto closer everyone's (laughs) dying to know i'm dying to know what is it fill us in it's essentially like it's probably about uh it's about eight pages i think um and it's a it's a really um i guess well curated designed um like pdf and it's like got always the oil logo color oil branding coloring through it and things like that and um, it goes through, I guess, like um, the five different steps to helping you achieve your health and fitness goals. It has like some before and after test of, um, photos in there, testimonials, things like that. Um, you know, it gives a little bit of information about us. You now we've got, you know, over 500 five-star reviews. Yeah, 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 we've been around this long sort of thing. Um, you know, it gives them a bit of idea of like length of program, the, the length of the program, depending on, I guess, you know, their goals, motivation, things like that. And then essentially has the different options that we have available, you know, like whether it's three, six, 12 month, um, you know, and I guess we've got two, we, give, we have two main options, I guess, about like available three or four sessions per week. And if we need to sort of adjust and work backwards and there's another separate page, that has got, I guess, like, I guess, like sort of drop back. Um, Your down cells. Yeah, exactly. So you don't sort of have too many like on that one page. And then we sort of go, okay, this is the one we sort of think is going to be best for you. And it's, you know, X sort of thing. So, yeah. Got it. So essentially it's like a pitch deck. Correct. Yeah. But you call it the auto closer, but you don't call it to the client. Hey, here's take a look at this auto closer. Um, what do you call it to the client? Uh, we, we typically just say, um, this is like the five steps to helping you achieve your health and fitness goals um, mm. yeah, and getting okay. the best results. So this is like uh, if anyone in the marketing world or whatever has been around uh, for long enough, you may have seen or heard, and you guys, if you listen to this, you know that I'm a big fan of a guy called Frank Kern and he's a like one of the OGs of digital marketing. I think he started in 1999 or something like that. Yeah. Um, but one of his... He never, ever, ever uses testimonials. What he uses is he calls it the oldest trick in the book, helping them uh, by actually helping them before you even try and sell them. So meaning like he gives them information and he gives them like a demonstration through before asking for any money. And that's essentially what you're doing as well, which is uh, helping them by going, here's actually the five-step method. The, the fitter you five-step method or whatever you call it, right? And then you're educating them and then peppering in a few testimonials. So you 100% use testimonials. Um, I agree with that as well. I think that's, you're the second person I spoke to in the gym space. One guy was, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's in WA, Tim Frey. He has a gym over there called Helix Gym. And he's the first guy I heard about in gyms using an actual like pitch deck. Um, And he reckons it's great because it's easier for people that are not so good at sales to be able to then, it's almost like having a script without having a script because you get, do you go through it with them or do you do it to them? And look, I honestly found um, it made a big difference as, as you, you don't feel like you're selling. 
like it feels so much more like just fluent and just like you're yeah again you're edu- like you're actually educating the the potential client on you know how you're going to get them to their you know, to their goals and you know and it's also when you have done like a really good um initial screening like you've sat down and gone like you know gone through their diet and things like that and you can see what they're doing and you know the things that they can improve on you can actually provide them with i guess like information then and there going right well if you actually did this made this small change it's going to make a big difference and they're like oh shit like you know i could actually that's actually that's actually doable i could do that sort of thing they can actually really see that you've got the knowledge there and you actually do care about them getting to where they want to be rather than just you know being very like robotic and just presenting this like script and there's no i guess like further information going with it or education so yeah i love that that's really cool i want to chat to you more about that offline by the way um because <laughs> uh, there's there's something there be, to be able to help people close more deals but i think it helps um yeah like the education piece is huge and if you can combine it with visual and have like a same step method that every single new potential client goes through so it's not different for each person. You have like the system to go through the year. Step one, we do this, we do this, we do this, we do this. And then it's the logical, like you just get, you're not giving them one option. You're giving them two options or three, even three, six and 12 months. Yeah. 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 And then you just basically like, so which one do you want? <laughs> well, we sort of, we don't even really say which one do you want? We go, well, this is going to be the best one for you um and if they need to you know if we need to adjust it because of whatever reason then we've got i guess you know we can go back forward or backwards sort of thing so yeah, yeah. that's cool and you've got built-in down sales as well in case if there's a bit of resistance to the three or four sessions yeah yeah we do yeah yeah that's smart man that's really smart um do you have any uh any tips for anybody that's like listening to this going, yeah, actually I want to build my own like pitch deck auto closer. What's, what's the sort of just big, not too nitty gritty, but what's the sort of process that you would go through if you were to like write one for another gym? Uh, number one thing is use Canva. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> like the easiest thing, you easiest, I don't know what you call it. Like, <laughs> image creator like it creates image images creator, yeah. infographic creator um that you can literally use i used to i have used adobe photoshop in the past and look i'm pretty proficient with it for someone who's not a huge tech guy but honestly the layers and things like that used to just drive me up the wall and then when i came <laughs> across canva i was like this is just like a godsend and it's it's gotten even better like it's gotten so much even easier you can now schedule social media from it you can put videos yeah. in there you can like it's pretty much like a video it's so editing. good we use it for the agency exclusively for all our ads yeah. and videos and everything so um yeah. if you guys it's don't know what it is so it's, <laughs> yeah if you guys don't know what it is it's literally canva.com you can get a free thing and the free one's pretty good and the yeah. pro one's only like 10 bucks 18, or 15. It's like 18 bucks a month or something like that. yeah and it gives you all the yeah. features so, yeah. so yeah, go check it out first thing i would say use canva um i guess you know when you're designing it you or when i if i was designing one for someone else i'd really look at what's their branding coloring things like that if they've got a branding guide use that um so i guess to refer back to because you want to i guess make it specific to the gym as well um i guess really looking at who the you know how what your pro what pro, how what is your process that when you're starting someone out you know what education do you provide for them you know sort of bullet putting that down and then i guess essentially 
splitting that up into a process when you're creating it and going, right, well, this is step one, you know, you've come in, you're pretty much like you, you're building out the client journey, but and you're putting it into like a visual demographic, like an infographic sort of way. It's like, you know, this is ah, step one. You define so like, your, you so like your five steps, sorry, man, to, yeah. to five steps is literally like a timeline. In a in a in a in a way, pretty much, because it's like step one's like define your goals. You know, step two was um, I'm just trying to think, remember, remember off by heart what ours is. Um, I guess it's like I think you know determines. I think it, yeah, it's like step one's goals. Step two's it's like you know this is the training. This is like the nutrition. Um, you know, this is how it all sort of like works together, and then it's. Um, I guess it's like, you know, we'll check and then we, you know, we check in like assessment, you know, and that's, I think that's like the fifth one. So there's like, yeah, the, the, the journey sort of is like put into that. Into ah, that's smart. Um, and so the way that I envisioned it, and maybe this is similar, is if you, you develop your method, like your pillars of how you get people results. And it might be like training, nutrition, accountability, blah, 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 blah. And they're the, kind of like your big steps. Yeah, Is that yeah. kind of yeah, yeah, your exactly. process? Yeah, a bit more along the lines. Yeah. If yeah. I actually, I can actually, if I just pulled it up, I could actually just. No, nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> like, because most people be just listening to it. But um, yeah, I think but that's, that's pretty much idea. what it is. Yeah. Cool. So we got and then, back, and then again, like putting in, we put in obviously, yeah, we put in some testimonials and, and um, pictures and things like before and after pictures. And I guess also, using you know when you do put that together make it relative to your you know your, your demographic client you know don't put if your demographic of client is you know for example on the other end of the spectrum 25 to 35 and you've got all pictures and stories and there are people who are in an older demographic outside of that demographic whether it's either either side you know they're not going to be able to connect with it as much at like that potential client whereas if it's more relative to them or you could even go really specific and have different auto closes where it's like there's different problems that you've helped people with them and you know like all right cool i've got this person has um you know these problems that i'm going to help them with i'm going to use pull up this auto closer so it's really specific they can see that you've got that past experience of Ooh. i guess helping um that's you know, spicy that's i like but- that yeah, we sort of we haven't really gone that deep into it. We've got like with it, but you can you can do that. Yeah, you could have like a male and female one with just yeah, male testimonials. Yeah, even even as simple as that, correct? Yeah, yeah. and again, yeah. like if you if your if your demographic is, is only female, or only male, you're not going to put in like you know all female demo all female testimonials <laughs> yeah. in a male. You know, I guess for a male gym and vice versa, essentially. Yeah. Now that's actually really smart, man. Um, we do have to wrap this up, but I'm just going to cover some of the recaps, some of the stuff we went over. Number one, we started off talking about zoning for <laughs> check the zoning for before you even go into lease a premises because that can land you in a whole lot of trouble. Make sure that you can actually run a gym from there. Um, then we spoke about niching down, so the power of niching down because then that in- increases the power of your marketing message. And also yeah. increases your sales likelihood of closing more sales and keeping people because it's more like them. Um, the long term versus short term. What was the quote you said about drastic measures? Say it again. So to get to get a drastic result, you need to take drastic actions. But then there's also going to be drastic repercussions. Boom! Oh my god, I love that. Um, <laughs> then we spoke about doing the challenges, but you actually use the challenges in the gym more so as a 
client retention the tool. Gateway sort of thing to really, you know, working towards some serious goals. Yeah. Yeah. So like to reactivate old clients and to like re-engage existing ones. And then uh, which was really juicy, the auto closer. I think that was really cool. How to build out your own auto closer with your four-step, five-step method, whatever it is that you do in your gym. Um, peppered with testimonials and then presenting the pricing options. That's really cool. And is that something real one final thing? That's not something that they can take home with them, is it? It's something that stays at the gym. No, it stays at the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. It's not like a take home. It's on our tab on our tablet, the main tablet that we use for the gym. Ah, digital. Okay. Of course digital. What am I talking? I was imagining it like a bound book that you put in front of them or something. (laughs) Yeah. It looks nice. I'm not on digital. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, Ash, man, appreciate it, dude. There's been some really good, uh, juicy stuff in there. If people just want to go and check out your gym and a little bit, what's your pages that they can go and have a look? Yeah, so our website is fitaupc, so F-I-T-A-U-P-C.com.au, or you can check us out on um, Instagram, FitaU Performance Center, and same thing on um, Facebook. Yeah, so if you've got more questions, I'm sure he'd be more than happy to hit. Uh, if you shoot him a DM or something, we're more than happy to help you out. But uh, Ash, man, thank you so much. And everyone no, my pleasure. Yeah, mate, that was awesome. And everyone listening, again, I'm going to drop my own stuff here. I want gymleads.com. That's if you're a gym owner and you're like, hey, I need some ads done so I can get some more people sitting in front of me to show them my auto closer. Well, then uh, with the auto closer that you just built after listening to this podcast, um, well, we can help you out with that. I want gymleads.com. Go over there. You can see our case studies. And if you like it, book a time to speak with me. Ash, thank you so much, mate, and everybody else. See you next time. Thanks, Jimmy.